Art is open to interpretation, but here's something that's totally clear. You can save on your bus trip to the First Street Transit Gallery to see works from CSULB students. Get your Go Beach Pass from Long Beach Transit for as little as $40 a month for unlimited bus rides. Then go check out pieces from your fellow students on display in downtown Long Beach. Great value and great art. It's as easy to understand as that. For more information on the Go Beach Pass from Long Beach Transit, visit ridelbt.com forward slash students. Hi, hello, everyone. And welcome back to Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State's student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. My name is Cindy Aguilera, and I'll be your host today. Joining me is the wonderful Aziza Gomez. How's it going, girl? I'm doing good. I've been having a good day. There's good vibes, good music. Nice. Yes, there's a lot of good music. Are you into the Taylor Swift album right now or song? What is it? No. Okay, look. I stop. Uh, it's controversial because I respect her so much as a singer songwriter, but I haven't listened to an album of hers since like fifth grade, which was, I think, the album where she wrote Love Story. Yeah. And You Belong With Me. I think she's great, though. I just sometimes I'm just, I don't know. She's yeah. scary. She scares me. <laughs> yeah. Um. But- apparently, no. Yeah. Not to interrupt you, but apparently, her lyrics in this song, I think it's a song or an album or something, but people are like going crazy over it because it's very deep lyrics. It's like very heartbreak lyrics. But yeah. you know, I wouldn't expect anything less from Taylor Swift. Yeah. She she's a an emotive queen. But yeah. also for people on the other side of the pop the pop spectrum mm-hmm. uh silk sonic also dropped this week silk sonic is a group composed of bruno mars and anderson pack i didn't know they had a little group that's cute i love them yeah um you know the song um uh what's it called why am i blinking i'm such a big fan but um uh door open is it called leave the door open i'm, like, so. the I'm gonna I'm going to go check that out because um, I've seen them in a lot of stuff together. I didn't realize that they were actually a musical duo. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they're just saving. They're saving everything. <laughs> awesome. So it's a good weekend for music. Mm-hmm. All right, girl. Um, let's get started on this news, shall we? I'll go ahead and start off, start us off if that's, if that's okay. Yeah, of course. All right. Daily 49er reporter Lauren Ramirez writes that the CSU Board of Trustees released data on in a meeting this past Wednesday um, about in fall enrollment and vaccination. CSU Chancellor Joseph Castro reported that nearly 70% of students are currently enrolled in fully or partially in-person courses throughout the 23 campus system. He says the vibrancy is returning to campus life. And he also added that almost 427,000 students and more than 50,000 employees system-wide have certified that they are vaccinated with only 4% of students and 3% of employees requesting religious or medical exemptions. That's pretty good. 95% 95 to 96% of people are vaccinated in, in our, um, in our CSU district. I think that's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. It makes me feel safer, right. To be in school and take part in activities and be amongst others. Um, I feel like they're securing our safety, right? Yes. I have a love hate relationship with our school about that. It's great. I like, it's awesome that 
we're all getting like encouraged to vaccinate like our each other or whatever not each other but ourselves mm-hmm. um but at the at the conservatory we have to get tested now twice a week hmm. to like, go to lessons or do concerts why is that do you think because you guys are indoors working closely together yeah there's a there's a lot of like opinions about that there's been a lot of like facts that or quote unquote facts Mm-hmm. that a lot of us are kind of frustrated at like for example like saxophone players and wind instruments like we have to have bell covers on but it's like proven that there's not enough like spit that comes out of the horn mm-hmm. and it's like it's like formed in a way that you it doesn't really circulate out of the horn mm-hmm. so it just like affects our sound and it doesn't really do anything but i think recently there's been like um a bunch of new discoveries um, but basically we just had to, we had to get, we have to get tested twice a week because we each get like private lessons, which is just like us and our private instructor in a room. So for that, it makes sense why you have to get tested. And then for concerts, I think 72 hours before a concert, you have to get tested. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, do they think that the testing is going to like, in, I mean, obviously ensure safety, right? But like, I don't know. Cause like how often do you have to get tested again? Twice a week. Twice a week. Have there been any reported cases of anything, any infections? Mm, the last time that that happened was, um, that I knew of was, um, for our symphonic band concert, mm-hmm. which a lot of other stuff went down, mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to get in trouble. So I'm not going to say nothing about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, the data is showing that a lot of people are vaccinated. So it looks like the danger, uh, and you probably won't even need to get tested anymore. It looks like it's going down. I hope not. Right. It's getting tiring to do all this. Yeah, sometimes. I know. I see that line over there by by the the student store and it's so long sometimes like I, you have to really take time out of your day to stand there and get tested for real yes okay now i'm gonna go ahead and do the long beach sports recap this week written by malik reeves he writes that in women's volleyball team they played two conference games this week one on the road against cal state fullerton where they won the series three to zero and a home game against the University of Hawaii, where they lost the series one to three. The team will be back in action tonight against Cal State Northridge at home. In men's water polo, the team's first game in a week due to cancellation hosted Pepperdine University in a match between two of the best teams in the country. Pepperdine is ranked number 10 and Long Beach is number five. Woohoo! In the nation, Long Beach came out victorious, winning the match 12 to 11. They will close out their regular season with two games this week against Loyola Marymount University and UC Irvine. And lastly, but not leastly, in men's basketball, the Walter Pyramid had filled seats for a basketball game for the first time in almost two years. They opened up their 21-22 season with an exhibition match against Biola University. The LBSU's men's basketball team won the game 82-65 to in a wire-to-wire victory. That is what's up in sports. That's cool. Amazing. Shout-outs to our athletes, always kicking butt, taking names. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly, in my little piece of news, I want to shout-out our multimedia team at Daily 49er for always just doing, like, the most amazing little projects um they 
did this really informative mini docuseries it's titled beach to find and i'm assuming it's like the first in a whole series because it's like season one episode one um but this particular uh mini docuseries by our daily 49er staff rain ooh um talks about why coca-cola is nowhere to be seen i didn't know this but before it was basically a coke campus a coke like only no pepsi in sight Mm -hmm. since 2006 and then recently they switched over to uh, to Pepsi from Coke. Um, but apparently, uh, the Pepsi contract offers a lot more variety, variety, and Coca-Cola was a little bit restrictive. It just wasn't working out. Um, but I want to shout out like the graphics of the video and like the research behind it to get the data shout out to our reporters for just going above and beyond to deliver a very insightful, informative, uh, report, because it's not easy to get this data, man. And especially Mm -hmm. from like a bunch of departments, sometimes people don't want to talk to you. Um, but yes, Aziza, are you a Pepsi or Coke person? Oof. I'm gonna have to say Coke, but mm-hmm. if this was like back in the 80s when they're having like their whole debate, I do believe uh, I would have gone with Pepsi because I think Michael Jackson endorsed them. <laughs> right. So I'm sold. gonna go ahead and say <laughs> sold. sold. But yeah, that Rain and the team did an amazing job. with that video I I literally rewatched it because I was like yes me too so proud honestly like to be part of this team I mean I I am so amazed by the talent yes ma'am yes all right Aziza what you got in news this week all right for my first news story reporter Hannah Shields shares that the Earl Burns Miller Japanese Garden is now open to the public with the new reservation system set in place Mary Sramik, who was recently hired in May, is the director of the Earl Burns Japanese Garden, where she and her team spent the summer working to develop an electronic admission system that would allow the garden to fully reopen. Sramik said her biggest restriction to reopening was developing software that allowed guests to make reservations to visit the garden. She said she decided to model the electronic system implemented by the Student Recreation and Wellness Center for the garden's own reservation process. The garden is free to the public and only requires a booked reservation prior to visiting, which is good for a group of up to six people. Guests can even reserve a spot to feed the koi. The Japanese garden also hosts a monthly sustainability speaker series where different experts lead discussions on different topics of sustainability. Agalita's education director, Anika Ballant, will visit the garden on Tuesday, November 16, to discuss ways to reduce plastic pollution in the ocean. Students are welcome to visit during the Review and Revive Student uh, Study Hour, where they will be given a tatami mat, a tray, and a back support as they sit and study in the garden. The Wi-Fi in the garden has poor connection, but Sramik said that she and her team are working on providing a stronger connection for the next academic year. More information about the Japanese garden and all of its offered programs can be found on the website's garden. I need to go. I Okay, the first time I went was like freshman year and my best friend had just broken up with her boyfriend. So we had like a whole like cleansing moment Aww. and we like looked at the koi fish. It was It was iconic. I haven't been since... And I really want to go. That sounds beautiful. Um, The park sounds amazing. I can't believe that we have a whole beautiful garden just available to our disposal. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's beautiful. It's very peaceful. I would love to do the 
like a yoga or meditation session there? Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, just going to a quiet place with a lot of serene energy and, you know, taking a few minutes to just close your eyes and take a few deep breaths really can like alter your whole day, you know, for the better. Yeah, I think it's genius that they're doing um, like the sustainability speakers there, because mm-hmm. where else is it better to do a whole speech about that than at a beautiful, like natural landmark? Yeah, of course. And we have like the flexibility, mindfulness and gratitude sessions. That's awesome. Everybody can use a little bit of gratitude in their life. Yes, especially before finals. Just oh, yeah. Get ready. Get ready. <laughs> it's close. It's coming up. my second piece of news is an opinion piece by Eunice Barron in which she says that Netflix's Luis Miguel the series seals the deal in its final season which included many real life events and the importance of Latinx storytelling Netflix recently premiered one of its most anticipated Spanish language series in 2018 and sealed this final season with many interesting events that most of Luis Miguel's followers probably didn't know about until now. In this season, one of the most talked about highlights is Miguel's romantic relationship with Mariah Carey, whom he dated from 1999 through 2001 and was not addressed much until now. The most controversial moment that stood out was the legal and financial problems the singer faced in the past couple of years. The show did a great job of highlighting all of these features that were critical real-life moments in Miguel's life, which showed the unglamorous side of fame. Many fans can appreciate seeing more of his personal life since it has been well known in the Spanish-language media that El Sol de Mexico, Mexico's son, keeps his intimate life private and avoids personal talks. Diego Boneta did a great job portraying Miguel by truly capturing his personality and showing the more human side of his real life character. Through Boneta's portrayal, viewers can have an idea of what the singer emotionally went through in his career and personal life over the past 20 years. The release of shows like these on the Netflix platform highlights the importance of Latinx storytelling and representation. The Latinx community is diverse with a lot of people like Miguel that have a story to tell, and those stories must be told to all types of audiences. According to a recent study conducted by the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, a mere 7% of films in 2019 featured a lead Hispanic actor, which is not significantly different from the 3.5% of leads who are Hispanic. Mm-hmm. In other words, there are very few Latinx actors that obtain leading roles specifically in popular movies, and this must change. With the closure in this final season, many viewers hope Netflix will continue to spotlight more Latinx stories with shows such as this one. Okay, I binged this show last winter, and I also saw Jenny Rivera's show at the same time, and I was just like, mwah, mwah. thank you, Netflix, for keeping <laughs> this entertained during the pandemic that's awesome I agree I think that Netflix and just like all streaming websites in general sites in general need more Latinx stories a thousand Mm -hmm. percent you know like there's a reason why and so much research has gone behind this like people don't respect certain cultures as much because they don't see them represented often. And I know it sounds messed up, but it's kind of true. You know, we Mm got to put ourselves out there that we exist and we're not just 
one dimensional people. You know, we have a multifaceted culture with so much diversity. Um, and I'm interested to learn about Luis Miguel because I don't know about you, girl, but my mom has spent years talking about Luis Miguel in a negative way because mm. I think the press surrounding him for years is so bad. Like, you know, yeah. he's got financial issues. I think baby mama drama or something like mm-hmm. that. For sure. For sure. Uh, you know, there's like a lot of rumors and stuff. So I think people like my mom are just like, oh, he's a bad guy. But, you know, this story or this show might you know bring a new light and a new perspective so tell us what you thought about the show this show it's like very dramatic like it feels like it could have been put on fox you know as like a dramatic show it's really awesome it gives a like yeah it gives a bunch of information about his life that i didn't know about like for example he's actually like uh argentinian in spanish but in the media, they said he was Mexican and he had like a great like mariachi voice. So nobody questioned it. And it wasn't until later that they actually caught him. And I was like, damn. Wow. Also, his mom disappeared on him randomly. And I don't know if like to this day, if he knows where she is. So that part of the story was like super heartbreaking. Mm. Um, the actor who plays him literally incredible. Like he made me fall in love with Luis Miguel. Like mm-hmm. here I am. <laughs> in 2021 or 2020 like just like oh my god please me again love of my life <laughs> all over again like it was the first time yeah and honestly I think Luis Miguel is like a genius because the fact that he like held off on his personal life being exposed like I feel like he had more control of the narrative of his life mm-hmm. and like how it was gonna be told and also he I bet he made like a bank oh yeah and it's yeah it's crazy he has like millions of of followers on Instagram and it's like run by a computer and like everybody loves it. Everyone's just That's like, crazy. Me. So he doesn't yeah. run his own account. Somebody runs it for him. Yeah, no, it looks like he doesn't run it. Wow. Literally this. Yeah. Like I was trying to find like more information on him. I like videos or stuff like things about him Um, after I watched the first two seasons and there was like nothing. I was oh. like, damn, he's an enigma. Yeah, he's so cool. Yeah. Ugh, I love him. <laughs> also, Mariposa de Barrio, which is Jenny Rivera's show, that show also like really inspired me because she is actually from Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And I actually found that we have a park in Long Beach named mm-hmm. after her. I didn't know that. But yeah, she she went to LBCC. She became a real estate agent. She had like three kids, three, four kids. And she still had a career yeah. as a... Um, uh, was it banda would you say her her genre is like banda music banda regional regional mexican yeah, yeah. music i guess it depends yeah. She, yeah she's a whole like trendsetter she like trailblazer so. in the genre like at that time there wasn't like at all women like singing corridos dude and so, let me just tell yeah. you something like being i think one of the first women to so like boldly speak out against like gender roles machismo mm. sexism like the inequality that women face like she I remember specific lyrics like as a kid I was like 11 Mm. or 12 listening to this woman speak so strongly and I was like oh my lord who is is this a superhero like (laughs) you know what I mean she really did inspire a whole generation of young girls women Mm -hmm. to to stand up for themselves and like fight back if you have not seen Mariposa del Barrio 
please stream it somewhere because it's so crazy bro trigger warning Ooh. though this show yes. this show is definitely very triggering yes. there's a lot of abuse she went through all... a lot of domestic violence abuse like Oof. her story is is one that like man you know she really was a fighter and mm-hmm. uh and you know like her her kids and stuff you know live in her memory and stuff but like I mean, there was only one like her. Like, Jenny Rivera is irreplaceable. Like, I don't think yeah. she'll ever be replaced. No, she's one of a kind. Yeah. And she's just like Selena, too. Like, honestly. Oh, man. You know so tragic? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't think of, like, a Mexican-American female artist who did not die. Okay, but that's also just me, like, thinking of Jenny Rivera and Selena. Like, yeah. why did they both die so young? I don't that's know. So I don't know if it's the lifestyle, if it's, like the 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 people that they just surrounded themselves with I don't yeah. know because you know like I'm not gonna say anything if you, if you don't know about Jenny Rivera you know she was kind of right. like on territories in Mexico that <laughs> she was warned to not go but she was like I don't care I'm gonna do what I want to do and that's Literally. why people admired her because you know if if you don't know in Mexico there's a lot of like cartels and stuff obviously but like mm-hmm. <laughs> certain areas are like really really intense and I think they had told her do not go to the show and it's not confirmed that that's why she passed away but surrounding her death there was a lot of rumors a lot of yeah just stuff going on that that I it, it was just a tragic a very yeah, tragic it, and unfortunate death it's crazy how she still did that even though like earlier so there's this there's another Mexican singer his name is uh Chalino Sanchez oh my god yes uh, yeah he he died the same way like they told Mm -hmm. him like don't come to this area or else or i think it was like a mix of that or like um gold like um like they were just like saying like oh if you don't give us a cut of your money like we're gonna like abduct you or whatever yeah i think like didn't his son pass away as well adan oh really it was like a whole thing man like i mean it it just like it playing this sort of music and in like every single community is really not possible for the artists and I think what Jenny Rivera was saying was like I'm not gonna stop my fans from being able to hear me live like I'm a play for them they want to see me it's Mm -hmm. just y'all that don't want me there and so she went anyway Mm -hmm. and you know there was I don't know I don't know if it was because of that but you know many like you said many singers have unfortunately gone out yeah I haven't finished the series. I think I was mm-hmm. like three episodes in, but it was like the point in the show where she meets like her third husband. And I was like, I hate this guy. I can't do yeah. this. Dude, like, I don't know. It's just hard out here for women. Like, and also because mm-hmm. she was raised, I feel like very traditional, you know, like yeah. you have kids and stuff, but you're supposed to be in like a traditional household. You know, you're supposed to be a dad present. Mm-hmm. There's supposed to be a mom present. I feel like maybe she was trying to provide like a dad for her kids but like the men she was picking man like they were just not good guys like one of them got like he went to jail or something for like yeah, drug charges so, so uh, in the show like it shows her and it's like her rise to like stardom and fame and mm-hmm. she, she's like making bank and her husband was like i need to make more money than my wife so she he started like smuggling drugs across the border i think and then they caught him because he mm-hmm. he has like he had a reputation of doing like jank stuff mm-hmm. so they finally just like got caught him again sent him to jail mm-hmm. i think he died in jail god could you imagine or sh- yeah 
Ugh. Crazy. All right. Crazy. All right. I have one more. <laughs> All right. What you got? What you got? My final piece of news comes from reporter Caitlin Rawl, in which she writes about residents exploring the unique food options at the LBX hangar. Long Beach, Long Beach Exchanges, the hangar is a popular communal spot for Long Beach residents and is a home to a variety of small food vendors. If you are indecisive or looking for a place to grab a bite to eat, the LBX hangar is the spot for you. The hangar, located at 4150 East McGowan Street in Long Beach, is a 17,000 square foot structure and home to 12 small food vendors that offer food from Turkish-inspired kebabs to Korean barbecue. Opened in March 2019, the establishment is reminiscent of an old-school aviation hangar, a nod to Long Beach's aviation history, and was even built on old Boeing Company land. When you walk in, you're greeted by Portola Coffee Roasters front and center. Then to the right, there is Blue Bowl, a customizable smoothie bowl cafe. To the left of Portola is the Croft, which specializes in comfort food and is known for its signature poutines. Poutine is a Canadian staple, which traditionally consists of French fries, cheese curds, and gravy. Inside the structure, there are a couple of design elements that help enhance that aviation theme, including a giant American flag hanging inside the building, just as one would find in an airport. They also included a clock wall with 12 clocks, each set to times of different cities across the country, such as Indiana and New Jersey. With a unique atmosphere and so much food to choose from, it's no wonder that LBX Hangar won the award for the best place to chow down during this year's Student Choice Awards. You can learn more about the LBX Hangar and the businesses inside on their official website. All that stuff looks so good. I was just going to comment. Yeah, I've tried um, Blue Bowl. Okay. It's so good. It's so delicious. It looks so good. Um, I have not tried any of this. I didn't even know that this place was here, but let me tell you, I'm going to put this in my <laughs> saves to go places because they have like a brewery. They got this pop bar thing where these paletas. Oh my God. It mm-hmm. looks so good. A lot of chocolatey drizzleness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, girl. Let's, let's make a, let's make a plan to go over there and check out this Jaybird's chicken, this Nashville style mm-hmm. hot chicken. Yum, yum, yum. Yeah, I love Long Beach hangouts. Um, I don't know Long Beach a lot, but I think that that's the fun part is like not really knowing a city and getting to know it and going to like the cool spots. And this was voted by by our students, right? As the best spot to eat. That's awesome. Yeah. So this is the insight of students just like us who like to eat yummy stuff and you know, it's yummy snacks and, and drink cr- delicious craft beer. The craft beer looks bomb too. I haven't had it, but the smoothie bowls are 10 out of 10. Nice. Very nice. All right, Asisa, anything else this week? No, I think that was all for me. You? Same. I want to <laughs> shout out Brittany is free. She is finally Woo! free. Woo! Today, her conservatorship 
however you pronounce that it ended it's over the judge finally said she's free uh you can see countless videos on twitter of people celebrating all over the country and i'm pretty sure all over the world um because this this phenomenon has gone so far like i mean the movement free britney has reached so many places and i think that's what the power of social media the power of community when people really get together for a cause and they really i think the movement helped free her yeah we love to see it it's been a long time coming for her yeah love it i I think it was like something like 13 years if i'm not mistaken but i mean that's insane could you imagine just being under the control of someone else your money your life even your health some of the things that they controlled i mean it's bogus and Mm -mm. congratulations to her she now is the author of her own life and i'm excited to see what britney's what free britney is gonna do free britney is no holds barred she's i'm i'm ready to see what she's gonna she's gonna prepare for the public i hope she starts like rapping like i feel like she has i feel like she she could do it now dude okay i know her inbox is blowing up right now. Like, let's work with Britney. When can Britney start working or what is she going to do now? Because I'm pretty sure people want to like work with her. Like they want to maybe put her on their projects, but I don't know. I get the feeling that she might just go off the radar. What do you Which, think? I, I think that's fine. She deserves a yeah. break. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think if she decides to, you know, step away completely from fame, and, and not do anything she left us with an amazing repertoire and her career for the last 20 years has been still to this day you know so memorable she will live on to be I think at least my generation the best pop star no literally she has a banger like every decade mm-hmm. I can't think of a decade in which she did not have a banger man I'm gonna go play some Britney tonight give me give me give me Dude, that's a bop right there. That is such a bop. I love that song. I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, Aziza, for joining me this week. That's all in news for this week. Head on over to daily49er.com where you can read more campus and Long Beach related news, as well as watch more multimedia content like this podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at daily49er. Thank you, Aziza, for joining me. It's always awesome to talk to you and catch up and talk about news and current events. It's a good week and it's been it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, thank you, Cindy. I love doing this. Of course. Yes. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening and have a great weekend. We will talk to you soon. Southland is bringing its credit union experience to the Long Beach State campus. As a student of Long Beach State, you are eligible to join with access to our new university student union branch, student loan services, free checking, and free financial educational resources. Visit Beach CU for more information. Hello and welcome to the Beach Weekly Podcast. I am your host, Aziza Gomez, and on today's episode, we are celebrating National Stress Awareness Day. National Stress Awareness Day is on the first Wednesday of November and is a sponsored event by the International Stress Management Association. 
Chronic stress, that is, failure to deal with it for a long time and remaining in a prolonged and constant feeling of stress, can lead to life-threatening problems from hypertension, heart diseases, decreased immunity, loss of sociability, and decreased mental vitality. Stress is not meant to be taken lightly. Some of you might be asking, what causes stress? It is our body's automated response to pressure, commonly known as the fight or flight response. Causes, according to WebMD, are chronic illness or injury, emotional problems, taking care of an elderly or sick family member, or a traumatic event. According to WebMD, some of the psychological and emotional signs that you're stressed out include depression or anxiety, anger, irritability or restlessness, feeling overwhelmed, unmotivated or unfocused, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, racing thoughts or constant worry, problems with your memory or concentration, and making bad decisions. That makes sense. I felt most of those things this morning, so I'm grateful to learn more about it with our guest. James Barrera has been, act, has been an active performer and educator in Southern California for the past 15 years. He got his bachelor's here at the beach and got his master's degree at Indiana University. He is currently an adjunct professor of saxophone here at the Bob Cole Conservatory of Music and working on his PhD in saxophone performance at UCLA. Safe to say he has dealt with stress. Hello, James. How are you doing Hi. today? Good. Nice to, <laughs> nice to be here with you. I'm so excited. So yeah. at what age did you realize that your stress was ongoing and what was your initial response? Yeah, probably when I was in high school, to be honest, I was in the marching band and I was one of the drum, I, I, I was one of the drum majors and yeah, there's a lot of responsibilities there. I was really fortunate that they sent us to a leadership camp. At the leadership camp, the guy there showed us this meditation technique. And I think that really changed my life because, you know, when you're young like that, when you're 14, you don't really realize how much stuff is going on in, in your head and you're, mm-hmm. you have problems with your parents and you have problems with teachers and with school and life in general. And having something to, um, to kind of work those things out, to kind of realize that they're there because I think a lot of this like a lot of the stress that people have is because they're not aware or they're in denial of the things that are causing them stress and they think like oh that's just how it is or I should just put put up with it and um, so yeah I mean that was that was sort of where it started not that I still didn't have horrible anxiety when I would play (laughs) Um, and have a lot of issues and even, you know, until now, I mean, it's like a lifelong thing to try and cope with stress and anxiety and, and to do it in a way that, um, you know, is, uh, I guess more healthy, I suppose, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I feel like, especially within like minority groups where there's like a bunch of stress and a a bunch of just like, um, yeah, I got a bunch of stress, like your parents moved to this country maybe to get you to study. So you just have like that whole thing over your shoulder the whole time that, oh, I have to do better for my family. Or also like, I feel like if if you are like a person of color, um, you kind of are taught to deal with it. Like you're, they're just like, well, that's how it is. Like, that's just what you do. Yeah, I, you'll hear like, my parents, yeah, they'll say like, well, I had to go pick cotton and do this. And they would, you know, it's like, if I wanted to go to the movies, this is what I had to do, (laughs) you know? So there's kind of that, you kind of think, oh, well, I guess my problems aren't, 
you know, that a bad. real problem. Yeah. So I guess I'll just leave, leave it alone. But, yeah. um, you know, or they're just, you know, kind of like, you know, well, that's just how it is. You have to work hard or like, I, I remember my dad telling me, uh, what did he tell me? That's why they call it work. You know, they don't <laughs> call it fun. It's work. That's why you go to work. It's mm -hmm. not supposed to be fun. And, uh, I don't know about that, but, <laughs> but those were things. And that's, you know, pretty much why I went into music because when I was younger and I would see him and, um, he worked in the aerospace industry and, uh, you know, he would leave really early and then he would come back and he was just really tired and, and, you know, just watch TV for a couple hours and he'd go back to sleep and then he'd be, be gone. So I sort of knew, like, I didn't want to have a job like that. I didn't want to do something where. Um, yeah, you just sort of go and then you just, you're like barely like a person. You're just kind of so mm -hmm. co involved with the job that, um, you don't really have time for anything else. And so I think that's kind of, um, because he came from such a poor background, he sort of felt like his mission in life was to earn as much money as he po possibly could. So he could send all of his kids to college. And, uh, you know, I mean, that was great. And that, that, that ended up ha happening and that was awesome. But, um, you know, it definitely has a cost. Um, and so, uh, yeah, that for sure those things played a role in sort of putting like the pressure on his children, on, on like me to, mm -hmm. you know, like you've got to do, do something with your life. And, um, but you know, overall, I don't know, maybe I'm in denial too, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but maybe it was. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I, um, I was taking a health class over at LBCC and mm -hmm. one of the assignments was to watch this Ted talk. And I feel like that whole thing that your dad said, like, oh, that's why it's called work, yeah. not fun. Yeah. It's like a double-edged sword because if you think about stress as a bad thing, it will, like, go into your body as a bad thing. But if you think, like, oh, yes, I'm stressed, but I'm going to get through this, like, I'm going to call a friend maybe or I'm going to take a walk and I can handle stress, then stress isn't as bad for you. Right. So I think, I think maybe it is a double-edged sword where he's like, well, you know what? Stress is normal. Yeah. Stress is going to happen. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people go too far with the idea that everything should be fun. You know, they're like, I'm not having any fun. It's like, well, I mean, you know, when you're going to school or you have like a career, you know, not everything you do is going to be what you want to do. Uh, you know, and hopefully that's why going into music for me, it's at least no matter how much I don't like what I'm doing, at least it's music. Mm. <laughs> at least it's something having to do like I, I chose to do it and I have a fair amount of, um, uh, you know, choice over the individual projects that I do or, or students that I teach or, um, so, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm forced to do too many things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, that kind of went well with my, with my personality type. That's awesome. So, um, you mentioned meditation Yeah. and I think meditation is a very sustainable thing you can yeah, do. Definitely. Um, what are some other things that you've incorporated into your life since like high school? I think just, I mean, many things. I mean, I've, you know, what am, how old am I now? I'm 46. So I've been through a few, I feel like I've been through a few cycles of trying diff different things and various times that I've been in school and graduate school and, and having immense amount of pressure put on me to learn a lot of pieces or to perform or do all these things. And it's really cr crazy. Yeah, I mean, I would say I've done things from, I remember playing golf. I played golf when I was back at IU. Um, that was pretty fun. 
going to concerts, I think was really nice just because there were so, so many concerts um, back when I was in Indiana. But yeah, I mean, just like more stressing. I mean, like right now, uh, last year, I took a class on the Alexander Technique. And the Alexander Technique is a thing that um, actors do, d dancers, and it's sort of this mind-body way of look, looking at things and gaining awareness of where we have tension in our bodies and to sort of try and find neutrality in our minds. And so um, that's been tremendously helpful to me now because sometimes, you know, when things happen and you have a stressful event, sometimes well, people will say like, well, look on the bright side or, you know, this is the plus, this is like the up upside. Sometimes you just, the best you can do is just to be neutral. Just to, if you have, like one of the things that, uh, that the teacher that I had, like we, you do this thing called the constructive rest and you lay down on, on the ground and, and one of the things that really hit me is he would say, you know, think about, like, bring your awareness to the emotions that you have. And are these emotions serving your use? Mm -hmm. Are they serving you or could you just let them go? And when you think about a lot of the feelings you have, um, they're really not helping you towards your goals. And if it's possible, if you could let them go, that would be ideal. <laughs> because sometimes that's the best you can do. Just someone, something happened to you and it's annoying. And, but the feeling of the annoyance is not helping you do the task. Hmm. And so if you can, sometimes you can't, but if you can, um, that's a great help. So that's something that's been really helping me. It's something I've been encouraging my students now to do um, because uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, mental health and anxiety is such a huge issue now and it seems um, I mean, I'm not sure why, maybe pandemic anxiety. <laughs> I mean, it seems like there's yeah. so many things causing us stress and anxiety. And, um, and I think having a tool, be it meditation or exercise, I mean, I've never been a big one for the gym. I mean, I have gone, I mean, you know, actually when I was in grad school, I would go, but it's, you know, it's like kind of hit and miss. Mm. Um, but I think it's, it's important to have something that you can lean on when things aren't going your way, uh, yeah. whatever it is. Um, I mean, hopefully if it's a healthy thing and yeah. it's legal and <laughs> not hurting your body, um, <laughs> then those are the optimal things. But it could be playing vid video games or hanging out with your friends yeah. or going to see a movie. Um, those are things that maybe um, could take your mind off. But, but, but there are more targeted activities that have been shown to reduce anxiety and stress and um, those are definitely worth looking into yeah I mean one thing I really admire about you is I feel like you're a very logical guy <laughs> like you're just like planning ahead do you have any tips for that like I know I I bring a lot of stress onto myself because I'm kind of just living day by day and hoping <laughs> that I'm like getting to the end of the day you know and then I say I'm not perfect nobody's perfect we forget a thing to do right that just brings more stress because you're like oh my gosh it's already late so not right. only are you thinking I have to do the assignment now you're thinking oh my gosh how am I gonna ask my professor for help right. or for an extension so how do you like do you have any like routines as like maybe like at the end of the beginning of the week like you're like writing things down or something yeah well for me um at this point i do a lot of things in my head so okay. <laughs> um but you know something we've been doing in the saxophone studio is at the beginning of the semester i had everybody do their like weekly calendar you know like sitting like 
putting everything like when do you wake up how long does it take you to like i like i wake up i take take a shower i eat you know like like what are all the things that like just trying to really map out your day and then trying to find where all the empty spaces are mm. because as a musician we need to practice a lot that's like a huge thing like people need to practice you know many many hours uh, could be i mean you know like at a minimum seven like one hour a day would be pretty yeah. like not enough or to 14 <laughs> or 21 hours a week so right. that's a lot of hours and where are you going to find that time and 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 what the problem people have is that 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 time they end up sacrificing when things get, you know, like they have a paper due and they say, well, I couldn't practice today because I had this paper due. But what happens is that just creates this stress bomb later down the road when you have a concert or a jury. Yeah. And so (laughs) I've been trying to tell people, you know, really treat that time as, as like the sacred time, because that's what will help to keep you less stressed later. And what you'll find is that if you do stick, stick with that, when there are times when you really, really need, like you absolutely have something, you're okay because you're actually ahead. So I think sitting down and mapping out your week and maybe looking for things that maybe you don't have to do. Maybe there's uh, some family obligations or maybe there's some friends you hang out with. And maybe those are the things that you could move to make time for your studying. Like say you have your, you know, whatever, a biology major. I don't know. I wasn't a biology (laughs) major, but you know, you need time to study. You need time to read. Um, you know, make sure that you make that time and don't say, Oh, you know, like someone has to drive me to this, like, like someone needs like a ride and kind of say, you know, this is my time for studying and, and also recognizing what a good time of day to do that is. Some people are better in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like right now I've set aside time between nine and noon for me to practice and to do writing and that just it. so that means I'm teaching only in that you know like in the late afternoons because by the time six o'clock rolls around I don't really want to write anymore yeah so but I'm fine with doing lessons or and then uh you know another great uh thing uh, that, that we did is called a a mind map so what the mind map is a lot of people do it, and it's a great organizational strategy is uh you can get a peep at like any paper and at the center you write what's like what your task is like say um or it could just be you you could write yourself at the like at the center so say you put like the saxophones or saxophone at the, at the center and what are all the things related to that and you draw these other lines going out from there you know like you need to do scales or long whatever mm-hmm. and or say like you have a recital so you put like i'm doing this recital what are all the things related to that. And then you start to see in like a graphic format, all the tasks, and then that will help you to organize what you need to do rather than doing like a list. Cause you know, not everybody reacts well to lists. Some people yeah. find lists to be anxiety, <laughs> pr- like producing is like, Oh yeah. God, there's this list and I'm not doing the things on the list and I'm falling behind on the Ooh. list. So, you know, th- really, I think, do some research into organizational strategies. There's so many, there's so many, uh, you know, find one that works for you. I mean, I've tried many. I took, a, I took a writing class over the summer and it was really great because they went over all of these different strategies and uh, some were better than others. And some, I was like, well, that's a little much for me, <laughs> but um, you know, it just depends how you are. Some people enjoy drawing things with colors and they, you know, drawing like a picture or, 
blocking out like your schedule in a super ultra detailed way. Yeah. Or some people that stresses them out. So don't do it. You Oof, know? I'm like stressed already. Like I feel stressed just yeah. like thinking about that. Like that's so smart. My thing is I'm a big procrastinator because right. like I'll like what I try to do like maybe like on Sundays I like write out what I have on the week. You know like just one important thing that I have to do throughout the day. But like I'll wake up whenever. The like the past two weeks I've been waking up at ten yeah. when I was waking up like around eight and I felt terrible. Yeah. And then when I when I got out of the house it was already like twelve or two. Sure. So I already felt like I wasted the day. But if I do that thing where you said like, like you wake up at nine maybe like brush your teeth nine o five take yeah. a shower all that I feel like that would help me. A Having lot. a routine helps. Yes. Um, so I have a son so. That forces me to wake up. So I wake up at uh, 6.20 every day. And you know, we get his lunch ready, get him out the door and all that stuff. So, you know, I'm not saying you need to wake up at that time. But, you know, definitely waking up at the same time every day really helps. You know, okay. even if you don't, like, I, I think it's kind of, you might think, oh, it's the weekend. I'm going to sleep, sleep in. It can be disruptive to your schedule like maybe plus or minus like an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. okay but That's good. yeah if you sleep into like 11 it really throws off your week because now the next day you're not as tired now you're going to stay up really late yeah and then it's like now you have to wake up early on monday and now you don't have enough rest so in a way even though it's kind of fun to sleep in or it's like winter break and you sleep in all the time <laughs> yeah um you know you kind of have to realize that I guess back to that like work time idea, you know, it's like yeah. work. It's like you kind of kind of got to wake, wake up and, and yeah, because you have to take, take care of yourself. You have to mm-hmm. eat. You have to have time and you have to have time to, um, you know, just get your day going. And, and if and if you're waking up late, like like you said, like if you're waking up at like 10 and then now by the next thing you know, it's like time for lunch and now your eating schedule's weird. And then yeah. now and, you know. I think like the worst thing with that is that you feel bad. You feel like you wasted your day mm-hmm. and that's the worst thing. That's like, the worst thing. About. So it's, it's really not worth the extra rest that you think you're getting than if you kind of stick to that schedule and, uh, you know, just see, I mean, not even that you're trying to get things done, but just, just being awake. And I mean, there's always things to do, right? There's always mm-hmm. laundry or <laughs> mundane things that you could, that you could do, catch, catch, catch up on this or like, yeah email your friend you didn't email email back or do you schedule in that stuff too like if you have like like oh like the relaxing right Mm -hmm. like will you like write in like take a walk seven you know um during the pandemic i did i kind of fell out of it now which i sort of wish that i hadn't (laughs) but yeah i literally had a thing because i would do like a class online and then it was like take the dog for a walk and then (laughs) yeah so yeah i would um I mean, I kind of take the dog for a walk at certain, yeah, I mean, I do, like I said, like, I think when you, if you're, if you're not that way, then writing it down is a, is obviously a really great way to start. And then after a while, it just becomes like what you do. So I think like, I don't need to write it down as much, but I did because I kind of needed that, like a reminder for me. It's like, oh, like, like some former version of myself said, go for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, instead of like the person that's like, oh, I have this other thing to do or right. I have, I, you know, like I need to so, true. so like not like keeping that going for a walk time as like a sacred thing. Like I'm going to do it no matter what, because it helps me to um, clear my mind from what I just did and help me get ready for the next thing. 
Yeah. Um, and it's great to go outside. Obviously, when we were all indoors all the time, yeah. <laughs> going outside yeah. was in a, you know an important event. I agree. I think the pandemic gave a lot of us an opportunity to kind of create like a, a schedule for ourselves or routines. So like now it's harder. Like if I were to like stop, like when I did, but I did for two weeks. If I were to stop kind of waking up, like I just felt the big difference in my life. So I think it's really true what you're saying that you do need to make time even for like the small things. Like even if you do have like a bunch of homework due, you need to remind yourself like this walk is important because it's gonna affect me the rest of the night. You need to be prepared for that. So you touched upon this earlier, um, but you were talking about like your dad and Mm -hmm. remind me what he did again. Like his career? Uh, my dad. So my dad was born in Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad, my grandfather, was basically a cowboy. Oh. And then sort of during that Dust Bowl era, they moved to Arizona. And he joined the Air Force. And he worked on airplanes in the air, uh, when he was in the Air Force. And um, that kind of rolled over into a career uh, in the aerospace industry. And so this was at the beginning of the space race. Wow. So all the companies that had made air, airplanes, like now you're making spaceships. <laughs> so <laughs> he started working on the Gemini program, which was the precursor to the um, uh, Apollo program. And then he worked on the space shuttle. So he worked in aerospace until 1993. And then he re- he retired, so he's in his 80s now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, he never went to, like he never went to college. Okay. He went to like a like a trade school. You know, he really wanted his sons to go to like in his view, going to college is like the main thing. Like that's the secret to life. <laughs> you know. And so it's been like a big even me going back to school and getting my doctorate. That's been something he's been you should go back to school. You should do it. Like, all right, fine. (laughs) So it like never ends. Like you think like that your parents would stop wanting things from (laughs) you, but it never does. That's so funny. So being in the space race, like living during the space race and Mm -hmm. literally making like spaceships. Did he have like a, like good um, stress management skills? (laughs) You know, I mean, I think he's definitely like, the old school, you know, like they, they just, you go, you work hard, you come home, you know, cause my mom was a stay at home mom. And so she makes all this food and does it, takes care of all that stuff and mm-hmm. takes, takes care of the kids. And, and, um, you know, so I think it's just that very like old fashioned style, um, you might see on like, leave it to beaver. If anyone watches <laughs> it, like those old shows, um, you know, like, like the dad comes home, right. kicks his shoes off, watches sports and, um, so yeah, I don't know if he would, I mean, he would definitely do, um, I mean, I, I, like I know now he loves like working outside and, and he, you know, um, works on cars. So I'm sure those are things and that, uh, you know, he probably would, would have done, uh, when he was working, he liked to go skiing. Um, oh, so cool. yeah, there were definitely things that he would do. Oh, love to go hiking as, as well. Like they hiked like a lot of mountains. Uh, Mount Whitney and they even like when they're older they went to Peru and hiked uh, Machu Picchu Dang. There, so. yeah they've done a lot of hiking I never caught the hiking bug but <laughs> definitely have the more like engineer brain so I've been your student for about five years and I've noticed a change in your approach to teaching I'm sure your students can agree that over the years your demeanor with your students has become one of compassion and encouragement 
what brought on this change? Have you noticed a change in your students since teaching about emotional and physical wellness? When I was a student, you know, because when you teach, you tend to teach how you were taught. I was going to college in the 1990s, and I feel like that was sort of like the end of like the old days, I suppose. You know, <laughs> like there were a lot of teachers when I was in college that had been teaching since like the 1960s. And so, you know, that was honestly like when colleges, like a lot of colleges started. Um, so, um, you know, it was a very hard-nosed style. It was kind of like a survival of the fittest. Um, and I, I think like the style was to stress you out. And if you failed, then I guess you weren't meant for this. Yeah. And if you could live through that, then, you know, you were good to go. So, you know, you kind of bring that with you, that like, idea of uh, when someone's having a hard time you just kind of like well you need to just work harder you know and you know just through so many things of being a parent um, I have a son that has special needs and doing a lot of therapy and uh, therapy with him and therapy with myself and and um, you know having some other teachers that I've worked that that I've worked with and seeing how how they do things and just you know just as you live life and sort of seeing like well maybe this is like a better way to do things or you get better results I think that that I've always tried to get the same result out of people like I want the best for them I want them to succeed um and um you know just just trying to find a way to do things to get people to the level that they need to be at without ruining them I think is sort of <laughs> much appreciated the goal. you know it's like trying not to do like I think because some people but some people will try and do like like nothing right you know they'll like well just just play a piece that's much easier mm. do something that's like easier you know if you're stressed out then just don't don't like do those so I like I try not to do that because I, I like I know people need to get to a certain level, um, but what I've been trying to do lately is to you know try and teach them these organizational strategies so that they can understand um, that they can accomplish more if they do a little bit more planning and they kind of look to the future and kind of understand where the sources of their stress and anxiety are. But uh, yeah, but also with the understanding that. You know, people have a hard time, you know, something, things happen in life and, um, you know, kind of giving them space if something bad happens and, uh, you know, just kind of knowing that, um, that they're not, because I think like a lot of, I know, like I've heard from a lot of students that they talk to a professor that, you know, like, and they tell them, well, you need to bring a note from your doctor or you need to show me evidence that you went to this funeral or, and that's just kind of, I don't know <laughs> yeah. about that. That's just, <laughs> you know, I mean, as a, as, I mean, if, if, if a student is going to lie about something, I mean, either they have a big problem or they have a problem with you as, as a teacher, <laughs> like they don't want to tell you cause they don't trust you. So either way, there's nothing you can really do about it. I mean, we're not like the police if someone's <laughs> going to like, you know, and I always tell my students, you know, like usually I, I will allow them to have one free lesson that they can miss because for the non music majors missing a, like we only get like 11 lessons. So if you miss one, it's kind of a big like a big thing. It's like 10 percent of the whole thing. So but I always give them at least one. You know, I always tell them, like, look, you get one, no questions asked. Don't even tell, like, if you don't want to <laughs> say what it was, just don't say. Just, 
you know, Freebie. you missed and yeah. whatever it was you slept in, something happened, just go ahead and do it. And that, that way, um, they don't have to feel like they make up an excuse or do anything, but yeah, just, just trying to find a way, um, for people to keep, to enjoy what they're doing, but still achieve the highest level that they can. Um, I think that's, that's, that's what my goal is. So I'm still, still a work in progress. I don't know. I, I don't think you'll ever really figure it out because people are, are people are always changing. Mm-hmm. They're always changing. So that's been hard for me because you kind of think, you know, like you have it, you have it kind of figured out and then sort of a new crop of kids come and their attitude is not the same because right. things change and you're like, oh boy, well, what I was doing before <laughs> now they don't like it. So well, now it's happening. So, right. you know, I've had to, I feel like I've gone through at least three or four cycles of that now. Um, so sometimes like if I rub people the wrong way, it's because people didn't used to be bothered by it, but mm. now they are. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll figure out something else. Yeah. Well, it's good that you're very like, with the times i feel like you make an effort to understand why something offended someone you know yeah or what maybe you might have done wrong or what someone else did wrong so i appreciate that and it's honestly very inspiring um for me and many other people in the conservatory cool yeah yeah i know i'm i'm always depending sometimes i'll have a student or two and i'll kind of i'll like I'll, I'll say like hey let me run this by you so if I, what do you think about this idea? And they'll be like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, yeah. I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I don't know. <laughs> like, so, you know, I think, I think just, just asking students, like, where are you guys at? Like, is this a thing? Cause when I was your age, this is how it was. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, it's not that way. I'm like, all right, well, what are you going to do? So, I mean, you just have to kind of roll with the times. Um, Cause yeah, I definitely don't want to be some yeah some of the professors like like yeah you kind of see someone sort of at like the end of their career and they're like oh kids now this is like they don't want anything i'm glad i'm getting out of here so um hopefully i'll sidestep that (laughs) yeah hopefully okay so other than music what are some hobbies or activities that help you de-stress yeah well i'm definitely a big hobby person um i do so many things um yeah, you know, one thing I really think I'm going to try and do over the Thanksgiving break. So I actually brew my own beer. And oh. uh, so I definitely want to brew up a batch. And, uh, you know, kind of t- it's kind of like a whole day, like, event. So I just haven't had time okay. to do it. But um, that's it. Like, I love anything that's really, like, detail-oriented. There's, like, a lot of little tiny steps. Um, I love to cook. You know, cooking, okay. like, a really great meal is awesome. Um what else have I been doing? You've been um, 3D printing. 3D printing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say 3D printing. I don't know. Is that like a hobby? Yeah, I guess it's a hobby. It's kind of, I don't know. Is it like turning, you into, should tell us is that it like turning into a job? I mean, it's like, if, I remember you like posted about it. It was like so wholesome. You made like a bird. Oh, yeah. A bir- Can you tell us the story? It's really I awesome. mean, it was, uh, my wife got this hummingbird feeder. It's hard to describe. It's just like this tube. Just imagine a clear tube and it has holes in it and you hang it up. And it's like sideways and the birds come and like drink, drink out of it. And then um, a friend of mine has a hummingbird feeder and it has a space for the birds to actually land on it. And I thought, well, that would be cool. Like, how could you do that? So I actually looked into it and there was a way to do it. So I figured it out. Yeah. Like 3D printed these little perches for the birds. <laughs> to, like they, they're on, I saw them today. That's, so now they have a, yeah. Cause like hummingbirds, they don't just like to hover. Like they actually like to land and then like drink. Um, 
So, yeah. yeah, in case you didn't know. That's Fun really cool. hummingbird fact. They Fun love fact. to land on things. They <laughs> actually don't like hovering and drinking out of the flowers. Huh. Never would have thought of that. But, yeah, I've been 3D printing. Um, I've 3D printed models for my son. Um, he's really big into video games. We printed a Sonic the Hedgehog, and uh, we painted that. That's and, so cool. And um, I 3D print saxophone stuff. I mean, so it's, I mean, the 3D printing is for my UCLA research, but, um, you know, I do other nonsense with it too. <laughs> so. All right. Well, thank you so much, James. This was very informative. Um, is there any last words that you want to say? To um, I guess I would just, I feel like I have to throw it there. If there's any students that are, find themselves in a bad place, definitely seek out caps and other resources through the school. Um, there, yeah, I think everyone gets, is it five therapy sessions? I think it is five. Yeah, I think yeah. It's, it's five. So, um, you know, don't hesitate to do that. Don't feel bad or like you're weak or you should just get over it. Um, you know, that's definitely not the way to go. And, 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 uh, I think there's, I'm trying, I think it's the stars team. Is that what it's called? Um, I could be totally wrong. There, there is another level of people are in really bad crisis if you had these are people that will help you get like food or shelter or something really bad happens um so definitely check into the mental health resources that the school has yeah i I really appreciate that about our school that they offer that um but yeah that was this podcast on stress management everybody try to take it easy stress if you don't think stress will kill you then it won't kill you and also, I think, what was it? It was like a story that like someone thought they were going to die of stress. And then like they literally did die of stress. <laughs> but don't think about that. You're not going to die. You're going to do great. I wish you luck on finals week. And this was uh, this episode of Beach Weekly. Have a great day.